are listening to a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are solely those of the program producer or sponsor and not those of NRG Media LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. We have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well. In your world this week, hopefully you're not uh, buried in Snowzilla, if you're listening on the East Coast. Seemed to be quite a uh, storm, especially since it caused uh, the State Department to file something interesting, and that's not necessarily the focus of the show, but thought it would be uh, interesting to uh, notice that, uh, yes, weather can shut down our government and has uh, just read the Hills article uh, on the latest uh, delay of releasing uh, certain information uh, that was required by court mandated documents. So this is America's Healthcare Challenge. If it's the first time you're listening, I appreciate your time. My name is Sean McGuire. I have been following uh, a law that you might have heard of called the Affordable Care Act. You might know it as Obamacare or whatever you want to call it. We talk about what that means for you as well as how it is affecting our country, our nation's finances, health insurance and healthcare industries, and so much more. And you're going to be joined, we're going to be joined rather here very shortly by our uh, extraordinary co-host Alan Hager who had an excellent week, I might say, organizing an event uh, down at the Ramada Plaza, which was quite nice. He'll report on that and some of the, th- the discussions that we found uh, during that if that affair, which was quite nice. We also have an awesome interview with Dr. Ben Carson, our super producer, Matt Barrows. Caught up with Dr. Carson on the campaign trail, and he'll be reporting uh, some of the things that he heard and talked to uh, as he's been all over. And I think he was even in to see the president when he was recently in town as well. So we've got a fantastic show lined up for you. I'm just going to take a moment to uh, look at some of uh, the top story that caught my attention this week. And it's an important piece uh, of the compliance puzzle, which is one of the things that I I help with. But there's an interesting uh, blog called Healthcare Attorneys, uh, Good Guys. Uh, They're out of California, very smart on some of the uh, regulations that uh, affect compliance for these employers under the Affordable Care Act. And so they had an interesting blog post this week uh, called Coding Line 14 might not be as intuitive as it appears. What does that mean? These official employer reports or these IRS 1094 and 1095C forms that have to be sent to every single W-2 this year included that uh, has all of their necessary payroll information that has to report on whether or not they offered coverage. And that's how the IRS is going to police uh, whether or not employers over 50 offered health insurance. These 1095C forms you have to fill out 
uh, several lines, and the instructions on there are about six pages at least, and it takes about 15 minutes per person on average in labor costs and time to do it. But li line 14 really dictates it, and there's, I think there's 12 different codes that an employer has to enter on this line, and then that will dictate what will you enter on numbers four, 15 and 16. And that just has to do whether or not you gave a qualifying offer. Uh, that might be 1A. Maybe 1B is, oh, did you offer to uh, employees and maybe a spouse? And, that, and then 1C would be a different one. And the list goes on. So you really need to have somebody hel helping you work through that. And that's something that we do uh, every week and day. And it seems like waning moment uh, lately of my life has been spent helping employers through it. So I encourage you. Uh, if you want help or if you're a business owner looking for help, why don't you just give us a call here at the show, 402-342-1290, and we'll just take down your number and, and give you a call uh, because this is something that is really getting into crunch time. Joining us now here on America's Healthcare Challenge, Alan Hager. How's it going this week? You had a a nice uh, victory lap on Wednesday, I, I might say. You mean Tuesday? Yes, yes I yes, did. Very, right. very exciting uh, times here in Omaha in the heartland. We uh, got to welcome uh, Governor Mike Huckabee, who's running for president, to Omaha. Uh, and we had a crowd of about 320, 350. It's one of the largest crowds that he's had while out on this campaign trail during the 2016 presidential race. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get to work uh, to bring him to Omaha. Uh, and uh, I got to meet him and talk with him a little bit on the side about his campaign and we talked, you and I got to talk with lots of people at the event. And one of the interesting things that I heard was <clears throat> not everything is sold the way it should be in Iowa. And if you believe that it's all wrapped up for Donald Trump or Ted Cruz to take the Iowa caucuses, you might be fooling yourself because I'll tell you what, last night I was on the phones for the governor and about 70% of the 720 people that we reached out to said they were undecided. And so whether they were giving us a line just to get us off the phone or uh, they were true in their word, this thing isn't sold. And with the Iowa GOP saying that they're going to see 25% more people in the, in, in, in the caucuses, uh, that's a bit, that could be substantial when you have 70, 75% of the people haven't made a decision yet this week. And they've got till Tuesday, Monday next week, to make that decision. Lots of last-minute deciders. Mm -hmm. And there's just such a diverse uh, crowd this time around. Last time around, it, you know, I think, well, obviously there was only one side up last time around. So, right. you know, yep. it was pretty boring. Yeah, but we were able to talk with the governor, and he's – very confident about his chances in the caucuses. He won them in 2008 with the largest turnout ever. He had the largest vote total ever in the history of the caucuses. So uh, to say that him or Rick Santorum can't win uh, past dictates that Iowans don't make up their mind till the last three or four days before. Well, Rick, Rick Santorum is betting his campaign on the uh, pizza ranch strategy. Hitting oh. every single pizza ranch in the state. Oh. Had to be a kick in the you-know-whats uh, having the guy endorse Trump. Yeah, yep. So it'll be interesting to see in the next five days what happens 
Yeah, exactly. And then on the other side, uh, looks like Bernie Sanders opening up a, a stronger lead in Iowa, I noticed in the headlines. Yep, I saw a sad, the last poll I saw had him up by 14 in Iowa and 9 in New Hampshire. Interesting, interesting. And that has, again, to go back with this delay uh, of this uh, classified information. Uh, it was due the 29th. Which What day is the caucus again? Uh, February 1st. Oh, interesting. How, so th- two days before it was due, and they're asking because of Snowzilla for an extra month delay yes. uh, in this information. I think that would obviously impact the secretary's poll numbers. And I brought them up because in their recent debate, I think it was Sunday night, yes. wasn't it? Sunday night on NBC. During a football game? Yep. Okay, Um, but I did watch it. I guess that shows how much of a loser I am. (laughs) But it was interesting that they got got into it over health care. Yeah, finally, they finally got into it over health care. And I'll say this, just the whole general form of that debate was that the moderators had no control and the uh, candidates basically were yelling over top of each other who could yell the loudest. And, you know, that tends to be the Democrats, in my opinion, they tend to scream fire, loud, try to scream uh, fire louder than the other candidate on the stage uh, with no respect for the crowd or anything else. So, yeah, it was very interesting to watch and see, you know, Bernie talking about universal health care and Hillary trying to say, well, you're trying to destroy the private insurance market. And Hillary or and then Bernie saying, no, I'm not. I'm trying to make sure everybody's taken care of. Well, I'm sorry, but your economic strategy for providing health care doesn't work, sir, and you're going to bankrupt the country in the process. It was um, interesting as well to see that um, if Secretary Clinton wins, that they're going to double down on the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. I would take that based upon yeah, I would. I I, yeah, I would agree with that, and it's quite interesting because, as we know, from the early 90s, Hillary was – all in on universal health care, and now she tends to be, you know, she's doubling down, tripling down on the Affordable Care Act, and as we know, it's not working. And if we're going to have a candidate double down on that crazy legislation, then the Republicans need to probably run on issues and not be the attack dogs that they have been on each other the last two or three weeks. What right, difference right. at this point does it make? Touche, my friend, touche. <laughs> See, you're starting to learn why uh, this producer we have is the bomb. And by the way, at the bottom of the hour, you're going to uh, hear. Thanks for that interjection there, Matt. Thanks, uh, you're going Matt. to uh, see his interview with uh, Dr. Ben Carson. You mean here? Here. Yes, yeah. we'll, see see it. It. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see it. We'll see it because it was filmed on a phone, right? Yes. Uh, but uh, you'll be able to hear that. Hey, can we get that one more time? Are you sure you want to see it or do you want to, to hear it? Uh, which one would you prefer? Oh, he's got to pull it up again. All right, I missed that cue. By the way, uh, when we come back also. What difference at this point does it make? Uh, can we do it? Oh, closed it again. All right. We've got some really good programming here on the show <laughs> coming up. We've got uh, the largest. Well, we talked about it last time, but uh, are, are you interested in learning about the largest, 10 largest cyber attacks of, of 2015? We covered that, but I think we should include that as well as what employers should be doing. Have we talked about what, what maybe businesses should be doing to protect uh, their information? I think we should. We should probably that. talk about that. Yes. And I think we want to look also at uh, 
an article I saw in Fortune magazine. Interesting article for, or magazine publication, whatever you want to call it, for this headline. United Health saying Obamacare is costing it billions of dollars. I guess we're going to have to dissect that, uh, being that every 8 out of 10 person persons going to the marketplace receives a subsidy. There's a, a massive reinsurance fund to cover expensive individuals, yet the largest health insurance company is still saying that it costs them billions. So I think that's our top story uh, coming up here on America's Healthcare Challenge. If you'd like to talk to us anytime, 402-342-1290, 402-342-1290, and we'll be right back. 